Some of my group coaching members were recently chatting about this idea of reverse meal planning and using reverse meal planning as a strategy for saving money and reducing food waste. So I thought that some of these wonderful points that came up might be of help to you too when it comes to spending less money on groceries each week and reducing the amount of food, especially produce, that you end up tossing. Hey there. Welcome to Be Well with Steph, the podcast, the show for women who know that personal wellness can be an actively pursued goal and who are ready to tackle building healthier daily habits with a little bit of good humor, a little bit of grace, and a lot of coffee. I'm Steph Jenko, your holistic nutrition coach and your host, and I'm here to help empower you to create and maintain a healthy lifestyle you love, a lifestyle that gives you the strength energy, and confidence to go after your wildest dreams. In the past, I always thought that meal planning started with the meal that I wanted to make. I thought that I had to pull recipes out of thin air, aka off of internet searches or something, right? I had to find a recipe that I wanted to make, and then I had to make a grocery list based off of this thing that I wanted to make. Do you do that too? I think that it's super common to meal plan and to grocery plan this way by first looking for or finding recipes and then grocery shopping to match the recipe. The problem I found though, and that some members of my group brought up, was that I didn't always use all of an item. If a recipe calls for spinach and I use half of it, what happens to the rest of the bag? What about the cabbage that was on sale when I shopped on Sunday because sometimes our, you know, sales drive our purchases too. So I shopped for cabbage on Sunday, but I didn't really have a plan for it. That's going to go bad. So some of us have started what I'm calling reverse meal planning. It's just a name that I give to the idea of planning based on what you already have, not shopping based on what you plan. Of course, there might always be special ingredients that make a meal complete that you have to shop for. Or like I said, there might be things on sale that you want to purchase at a cheaper price and find a way to utilize. But in the long run, I do really think that this reverse meal planning idea should save you both money and food. It's important in reverse meal planning that you do regular audits of your freezer, your refrigerator, and your pantry. Check and see how many boxes of pasta you have before you think you need to add pasta to your shopping list. Check what cans or bags are at the back of your cupboard. Note what fresh produce you bought with those best of intentions and figure out what needs to be a priority when it comes to cooking. Toss things that are bad and just taking up space. I like to kind of do this survey sometime on maybe Saturday or Sunday over the weekend, so I have an idea of where I'm headed during the week. But you can do this fridge, refrigerator, freezer, pantry audit whenever you have a few minutes of time just to get yourself oriented to what you already have. Then consider shopping as needed to fill in the gaps and shopping as needed instead of on some sort of preset weekly day. I used to think that I had to shop once a week, for that week. 
So I had to shop on Sundays for the week or on Mondays for the week. And I think that comes from maybe an eat as much fresh produce as possible viewpoint, like get everything that's on sale on Sunday, get the things that are fresh. Uh, Or maybe it comes from the idea that once a week is about how long produce would last, milk would last, bread would last. So you have to shop weekly to replenish. Um, Maybe it's just the idea that the store ad comes out on Sunday and we want to take advantage of those deals. What I discovered, though, is that shopping out of habit weekly um, was taking new produce into the house and putting the new produce on top of the old produce where I would lose track of it. I would add beans to the stock in the cupboard before I'd eaten what was there or put food in the freezer, not realizing I already had three bags of broccoli in there, right? I was essentially over shopping for food, spending money and not prioritizing the food that was already in the house. So now I don't have a set day that I grocery shop. I do usually use Instacart or I plan to get a few items when I'm already out and about, but this could be any day of the week kind of based off of what I've discovered in my audit and when then I've ballparked that I actually will need to restock food. You can tell when you're surveying your kitchen on a regular basis. So then I'm able to fill in the gaps instead of just buying out of routine. I can do a few smaller shops throughout the week then by saying, okay, I know I need a restock, so I'm going to restock my staples and then know that Um, strategically, I'm going to be driving past the grocery store at this time. I'll stop for a few fresh items there, or I know that I'm going to be cooking a few home cooked meals Thursday and Friday so I can stop for some needed ingredients before that, but I'm only really purchasing what I need. Another important strategy here is to do food prep for a few items. As soon as you bring them home from the store, even if it's only an extra 10 or 15 minutes on the end of your shopping trip, It really can help ensure that those things are going to get used during the week instead of tossed. So maybe it is that you know you need, um, you want vegetables and hummus available to you for a snack and you don't have it in the house when you do your fridge survey. So raw vegetables are something that you purchase in your shopping trip and then you get them home from the store. If you just put that celery in its bag into the produce drawer, will it live and die there? The answer is possibly. If you bring the celery home and you take the extra five minutes to wash it and cut it up and put it in a container of water in the refrigerator, you're so much more likely to utilize it to get the nutrients, but also to not let it go bad and waste your money, right? Another way to not let stuff go bad and waste your money is to label and date it. This is admittedly something I don't always do, but something I am working on doing more and, um, It's just a whole lot easier when you are in a hurry to utilize something that has a date on it. Or if you are doing your audit and you have things that are dated as to when you purchased them or when you opened them, that can help inform the type of meals that you're about to make because you know what it is that needs to be used up. So I might quickly uh, Sharpie on a package, you know, if it has its own plastic packaging or something that's going to get recycled or thrown out. Just write a quick Sharpie on it of when it is opened or purchased. If it's something that I've cooked and I'm putting it into a reusable glass or plastic container, I might use a dry erase marker or a piece of tape with marker. And it's such a simple little thing, but can be really effective for reducing waste. 
So then we've done these strategies of kind of getting things prepped and doing a survey and, you know, keeping track of everything. So then I would recommend meal planning and prepping based on what needs to be used first. That's really where the reverse idea comes in. So try try using what you have in the house to inspire the meals that you make and the food that you plan for the week. Find creative ways to utilize your leftovers or find ways to use the same ingredient for multiple things. So there's spinach I'm going to be bringing in. I'm going to plan a couple of meals based off of that spinach instead of just planning individual meals and not being really sure where things fit in. I'm big around here on Googling recipe inspirations for ingredients that need to be used. So I'm not necessarily big on following a recipe, but definitely on using them for ideas. So for example, we recently um, you know, have so many squash collecting on the counter from just this time of year. And so I knew I recently wanted to make something with squash and I knew that there was vegan feta in my fridge and that sounded good and also needed to be used. So quick Google searches found several recipes that included butternut squash, chickpea casserole, and many of those had feta cheese in them. So there was the inspiration for cooking a meal based off of what was already there. We also had green beans in the fridge that were definitely due to be cooked. So those got cut up and put in the casserole too. And it was delicious. It was a fall meal, squash, vegetables, you know, complex carbohydrates and proteins from the beans. And we used soy milk, delicious flavors, but I didn't spend any extra money. We didn't buy any specific ingredients and prevented food waste by purposely utilizing the things that were in the house. Plus there were plenty of leftovers of that casserole then for lunch for a couple of days. So there was more bang for my buck there. The moral of the story here is it doesn't need to be complicated to be effective. You can plan strategically to reduce your food waste, to save yourself a little bit of money, and to eat balanced and delicious meals. I am dying to know what you think of this reverse meal planning idea. If this blows your mind that you wouldn't start with a recipe, I know many of my Type A friends would really prefer to start with a recipe and then start with a matching grocery list and that this might feel a little bit backward, but I'm really interested to hear your perspective on this. If this is something you'd like to try, if you think it'll make it easier, head over to Instagram. You can comment on a most recent post so that I make sure I see your message or you can just send me a DM. It's at Be Well With Stuff and there's an underscore at the end. So come on over, send me a message, share your meal planning thoughts and struggles with me. I always love to chat. Thank you so much for listening to Be Well With Stuff, the podcast. When there are a million things that you could be doing, I appreciate your choosing to hang out here. And I am proud of you for continuing to work on your own wellness journey. I invite you to head over to BeWellWithStuff.com for the details from this episode, my blog, upcoming events, and lots of other resources. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. I'm BeWellWithStuff everywhere you like to hang out on social media, so come on over and say hi. Until next time, my friends, be well. Be well.